Fred Ricciani, TSC Sing, alongside J.P. Finley. He is the host of Redskins Talk on the NBC Washington platform. You just had new Redskins head coach Ron Rivera on your show. What are your thoughts about his progress with Carolina and what he can do with the Skins? Yeah, I mean, Ron's an impressive guy just uh, to talk to. And, I, you know, what he did in Carolina kind of speaks for itself. They went to a Super Bowl, went 15-1. and won. He won Coach of the Year twice. Um, Struggled the last couple of years. I think a lot of that was due to Cam Newton's injury. Um, as far as what can he do in Washington, I don't know. I'm excited to find out. The Skins already have s- some talent on defense. Not elite playmakers, but, you know, good players. I think they're going to add Chase Young in the draft. I-, I think the defense should be good in a hurry. Uh, I don't. Offensively is a different question. A lot of it depends on Dwayne Haskins, young quarterback, um, who showed a little bit of flash late in the year. Here's the thing: the skins were so bad that even if Ron doubles their win total, you're still talking six and ten. Three and thirteen is a is a real hole to climb out of. No, for sure. Now I spoke to Joe Theismann, Redskins legend, a couple months ago, and while he likes Dwayne Haskins a lot, he expressed concern because Dwayne's going to have his third head coach in the NFL in just his second season. Do you think he could pull through, or could you see Ron Rivera making a move either for Cam Newton or somebody in the draft? It's crazy. His third head coach in two se- in, in sixteen games. Here's where I'm at on the Tua stuff. I don't think it's going to happen. I I think the Redskins are going to take Chase Young or maybe trade back. And then I think they'd love to get a kid like Jeff Okuda from Ohio State if they get to number five, say a Miami trade happens. But uh, I'm not closing the door on it. I don't don't think it's – it's not out of the question, you know. I I think it's unlikely, but I'm not ruling it out. Now, you don't just host the podcast, of course. You've been broadcasting for a while with NBC Washington and just in general. I understand you also vlog? I, I did some vlogging in my day. Um, I don't do it as much anymore. It's cool. It's pretty cool and, and to see how you've kind of like adapted and how like just a few years ago, podcasts were just kind of a fun thing that maybe some media outlets like NBC said, okay, this is cool. Let's try it. Now they're really putting some major resources behind yeah. it. Can you just talk a little bit about how the difference is with podcasting and broadcasting in general in the digital age? Sure. Um, you know, I, I was never really in it before the digital age, I guess. Like, I've written for magazines and newspapers, but it was always, like, kind of for their website, in my mind. Um, but I think as podcasting grows, I think I think we're, like, this close to, like, I think podcasts right now are on equal footing with radio. I kind of think they'll take over. I, I, it's silly, but I, I think all you need, so when you get in your car... You're in New York, you probably don't have a car. For most people, when they get in their car, to listen to a podcast, you have to connect your phone to your radio, Bluetooth, and dial it up on your phone. Whereas your radio is just on when you get in the car, right? It's just, like, I, I, I'm a 106.7 The Fan guy, right? Like, I, I'm a contributor to them. I listen to those guys all the time. So it's just on when I get in the car. Like, at some point, the car companies are going to have the podcast interface on the, like, as part of the console. So you just get in, and your podcast is on. And I think when that happens is when, like, my parents and your parents and everybody will just be listening to podcasts. You know what I mean? Because I do think it's probably largely generational um, where older folks aren't listening to podcasts yet, but I think they will. Now, the draft's in a couple months, actually less than a couple months now. Hard to believe. There's always something wacky that happens. Somebody falls out. Somebody's drafted too early. There's a trade. What is one wild draft prediction you have for this year? I mean, I think the Skins could trade. I think the Skins could trade down. Um, what if what if the Bengals take Tua? I mean, would that be wild? Because like, 
a year ago, Joe Burrow wasn't this dude. I mean, his stock was very, very different. So I, I think the conversation about Tua going number one will start to happen. He's going to get cleared by his doctors on March 9th. He's having his own workout April 9th. Tua mania, dude. That's I've been saying it since January. It's it's coming if it's not already here. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, whichever team he falls into, uh, they're going to be a very lucky team. Yeah, I, I think Tua can play. It's just there's no question about the talent or the person or anything. It's just the injury stuff. What's the best piece of advice you give anybody that's hoping to get in your spot one day? Just work, man. You just got to work all the time. You don't need anyone's permission. You don't need like validation. Just get on social media, start a blog. Like you can just do it and create an audience. And in a digital content world that nobody really knows how to maximize monetization and stuff, the only thing that has real value is an audience. Like if you, if you have something that people want to hear, they have content, they want to consume your content, that's value. And and the rest of it will work itself out. Well said. And where can fans find you in your show? Uh, social media at JP Finley, NBCS, and NBCSportsWashington.com. 